This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, January 14th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Vax mandate blocked. Controversial nominees advance. Lawmakers push WTO case. Co-ops cheer end to Vax mandate. The nation's farmer cooperatives are welcoming the Supreme Court decision blocking the Biden administration vaccine mandate on private employers. This action shows that OSHA needs to consider other alternatives to encourage vaccinations for workers across the country. The National Council of Farmer Cooperatives said after the unsigned opinion was released yesterday afternoon. The group had pushed unsuccessfully for changes in the regulation, arguing that the mandate could worsen labor shortages. President Biden says now uh, up to states and individual employers to determine whether to make their workplaces as safe as possible for employees and whether their businesses will be safe for consumers during this pandemic by requiring employees to take the simple and effective step of getting vaccinated. OSHA's emergency standard required workers at companies with 100 or more employees to be vaccinated or undergo weekly tests and wear masks. FDA labor picks advance. A couple of President Biden's nominees who are familiar to U.S. agriculture are headed to the floor for votes. They include Robert Califf, Biden's pick to run the Food and Drug Administration. The Senate Health, Education, Labor and Pensions Committee approved Califf's nomination 13 to 8. Califf ran FDA during the last year of the Obama administration. The second and a bit more controversial nominee is David Wheel picked to run the Labor Department's Wage and Hour Division. Wheel, who ran the division during the Obama administration, clashed with members of the House Ag Committee in 2014 after the Labor Department used, quote, hot goods orders to go after growers in Oregon who were accused of violating wage regulations. Hot goods provisions allow the department to block the shipment of commodities that are allegedly produced in violation of wage laws. The department later dropped the case and returned money to the farmers. The Senate Help Committee deadlocked 11 to 11 along party lines on the wheel nomination last year, but the panel approved the nomination yesterday 11 to 10 because Republican Rand Paul of Kentucky was absent from the meeting. Animal biotech issues await new commissioner. The National Pork Producers Council is hoping the confirmation of Robert Califf can result in productive talks with USDA on streamlining the regulatory process for animal biotechnology. Efforts to modernize the regulatory environment for products of biotechnology have transcended administrations and party lines, a tradition we hope to see continue, that NPPC Science and Technology Advisor Maria Bucco speaking to AgriPulse. The meat industry has long criticized the current system, which treats intentional genetic alterations in animals as new animal drugs, overly burdensome and unjustified. The industry points in particular to FDA's approval of only two animal bios, uh, bioengineered for food, that aqua bounty salmon and gal-safe pigs. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak 
after this. AgriPulse Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy cooperative in the country based on milk volume. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. EDGE believes environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. House members join push for WTO challenge to Indian subsidies. GOP representatives Rick Crawford of Arkansas and Tracy Mann of Kansas, 26 of their GOP House colleagues, are joining the campaign from Capitol Hill to press the Biden administration to challenge India's wheat and rice subsidies at the World Trade Organization. American commodity producers are operating at a clear disadvantage to their competitors, primarily from India, where the government is subsidizing more than half of the value of production for rice and wheat instead of the 10% allowable under WTO rules. The House lawmakers wrote in a letter to U.S. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack and U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai. Senator John Bozeman, the Arkansas Republican, and 17 of his Republican colleagues delivered the same message in a letter to Vilsack and Tai in December. Nigeria agrees to allow imports of U.S. pork sausage. Nigeria has agreed to ease its ban on U.S. pork to allow sausage and similar products. We are excited to be the first U.S. protein to be allowed access to the Nigerian market, NPPC President Jen Sorison said, noting that the West African nation of 211 million souls has the largest GDP of any country on the continent, while exports of other U.S. products as well as beef and poultry are still blocked by Nigeria. NPPC says it's optimistic that the opening will lead to more access for U.S. meat. U.S. soybean export sales get a strong start in 2022. U.S. soybean export sales began 2022 with strong numbers, while Brazil was busy in the early stages of its harvest. USDA reporting net export sales of 735,600 metric tons of soybeans from December 31st through January 6th, with Almost 302,000 tons of that business going to Chinese buyers. China also committed to purchases for the next U.S. soybean harvest. USDA reported contracts to buy 183,000 tons of U.S. soybeans in the 22-23 marketing year, with China accounting for 63,000 tons. The rest are marked as going to unknown destinations. The latest USDA data shows fiscal soybean shipments of 1.02 million tons with as the biggest destination taking 489,000 tons. APHIS destroys pork and other animal products from China. USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service says it seized and destroyed nearly a ton of prohibited pork, poultry, and ruminant products from New York City area retailers in the last three months of 2021. 
The 1,900 pounds of items were, quote, sourced from China, lacked required import permits and health certificates, and therefore considered a risk of introducing invasive plant and animal pest and disease into the United States, APHIS said in announcing the actions by its Smuggling Interdiction and Trade Compliance Program. APHIS said it's concerned about their prohibited products because China is a country affected by African swine fever, classical swine fever, Newcastle disease, foot and mouth disease, highly pathogenic avian influenza, and swine vascular disease. Here's today's She Said It. This is about doing what works for farmers and recognizes the important stake that they have in protecting our land and water. That Senate Ag Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow, the Michigan Democrat, on USDA's announcement of $225 million in new funding through the Regional Conservation Partnership Program. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, January 14th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.